This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. On September 1st, the first Friday of September, September is here. Football season is at hand. As a matter of fact, last week was week zero in college football. We had a slate, if you will, a plethora of thoroughly mediocre college football games last night, several of which factored into our lunchtime parlay. Spoiler alert, uh, I got a little extra feisty uh, and decided to lay some serious lumber last night on UCF versus Edelman alma mater, Kent State, someone's FanDuel account is a whole lot richer this morning. Look at you, bragging about your wins, just like every other gambler. Now tell me about the losses. Honest to God, what is the point? <laughs> what is the point? How about UConn putting up a good fight? They Except did. idiotic fight. Their freaking kid has a 70-yard touchdown and decides to somersault into the end zone so they get a 15-yard penalty. And then on and the then ensuing they- <laughs> kickoff, they get another 15-yard penalty. Holy Double, frustrating. How, uh, who are they, the Patriots? Jesus. No, seriously, that was that was so... Yeah, but, okay, I want... Now, no one was probably watching that, although many people should have because you would have heard the dulcet tones of our friend Christian Fourier doing a fine job on the color analysis last night on the yep. CBS Sports Network. Uh, the gentleman who was doing the play-by-play sounded like he could have used a Ricola. Uh, yeah, not sure exactly what went on there, and I texted Christian and said, WTF, your partner's voice, and he replied, "You wait till you hear the story or something. So apparently there's a good story coming. Oh, excellent. Well, that gentleman, uh, while he knew what he was doing at the same time, sounded like he had been on a bit of a bender. Uh, Yeah, something wasn't quite right. A a little hoss in the voice. Um, But when something like that happens. Having the time of his life. (laughs) No, not him. (laughs) Uh, I got to say, when it comes to stuff like that, like somebody has a huge play, 70-yard run, scores a touchdown, gets his team back into the game. That He does a somersault in the end zone, yeah. and the referee decides to throw it. We're not talking about flipping a bat. Did he flick the football in his opponent's face? Did he disrespect the referees or the officials? Did he go and cuss out a coach on the opposing sideline? No, he did a celebratory somersault into the end zone, which is the kind of thing, oh, I don't know, fans who pay a lot of money and spend a lot of time going to these games, tailgating, driving, dealing with weather elements, financials, parking. They love to see this stuff because sports ultimately is 
entertainment. Thank you. And you know what I found that? I found that entertaining. And I don't, I'd actually, I'm not familiar enough with the college football rules, whether that's one of the automatics, something like that, doing a somersault into the end zone. But I absolutely would not call that because you're right. That was a celebration, not a taunt, in my opinion. Correct. Correct. So, nobody was shown up. Nobody was disrespected. Nobody was embarrassed by that. If anything, it pumped up his team. It pumped up the fans because it was a little bit of a, uh, it was a slower paced game up to that point. And that, now the ensuing kickoff, they commit another 15 yard penalty. That's just stupid. Yes. Uh, that, was just, that was just poor judgment. That was sloppy play. But to call a 15-yarder like that, the NFL was doing the same thing a couple of years ago right up until the new mandate, which was, no, now it's okay to pick off a ball, run, and do a group selly in the end zone and then you know take a photo, do whatever the hell you want to do short of stashing a phone in the goalpost like Joe Horn. But stuff like that bothers the hell out of me. Yeah, anyway. and especially he's a young kid. I think they said he's a sophomore running back. That's one of the highlights early of the season. Who knows? That might be one of the highlights of the kids' whole season this year, depending on how it plays out for the Huskies. 15 yards is a lot. It, it just, it's too much. Over-officious. That's the word for that. Over-officious. Yeah. I believe we pay to see the players, the team, our alma mater, the stars. We don't pay to see the zebras, the men wearing stripes, and the guys who basically act like human buzzkills and the fun police. Uh, but then again, college may have different rules. I know in the NFL now that is more desirable, but whatever the case uh, I won on UCF last night. UConn covers as well. I think even Billy's pick of the Tigers last night yep. beating the Yankees came through. Only one well, loser but, on this show. Well, and that would be the audience. All <laughs> right, back to <laughs> back to our discussion of Matt Corral and the Patriots. Andy, in addition, in addition to well, let's look at Week One. We expect so Matt Corral is actually on the fifty-three man roster right now. Yeah, he was because claimed. he was claimed and correct. signed to the fifty-three. Correct. Yes. Okay, and Jalen Rager, the wide receiver, he was signed to fill out the last spot on the practice squad. Correct, although Schefter had a weird tweet of his signing something to the effect uh, candidate for promotion or something to the active roster, um, which, again, I don't know if is Schefter carrying water for the agent and the player and making him sound like he more than he is because this may be a last-ditch effort for Jalen Rager to have an NFL career. He's a bust. He's an absolute bust who's now on a practice squad who may be on his way out of the league. Um, but, yes, he is on the practice squad, and Matt Corral for the here, for the now, is on the roster. Side note before we get back to the Matt Corral and what this means for the Patriots quarterback room week one and going forward, isn't it interesting how teams like the San Francisco 49ers can be guilty of some of the worst draft malpractice we could have ever seen, trading three first-round picks to move up a couple spots for a quarterback now that they have given up on and pitched aside for but a fourth-rounder to the Dallas Cowboys, yet it seems like it will have no long-term effect on their roster because they've done such an absolutely phenomenal job drafting with blue chippers on both sides of the ball, and they have an effective point guard, if you will, in Brock Purdy, the seventh-rounder, Mr. Irrelevant, as the quarterback. No big deal for them. Jalen Rager doesn't work out. When the New England Patriots take Nikhil Harry in 2019, it becomes the kind of move that literally sets the franchise back a couple of years, whereas they take Rager, ah, no big deal. Then we'll just get Devontae Smith, we'll trade for A.J. Brown, we'll turn Jalen Hurts into an all-world quarterback who might be the highest point total getter on the season, a fantasy stud, and maybe even in my estimation, I put some money on him last night on 12-1 to 1 odds on FanDuel, could be the MVP this year. Again, it doesn't set them back as well. These dra- How long are we going to be swimming upstream in the wake of the bad drafts from, like, 2016 to 2020, Andy? 
Well, I mean, I I would extend it even a little further. Um, further back? No, 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 forward un- okay. until you have a home run draft. You need a foundational draft. You need a home run draft, in my opinion, to sort of reconfigure things. And people thought, I I believe, that 21 was your home run draft. We thought, out of the University of Alabama, the best football program in the country, you got your franchise quarterback mm-hmm. and the franchise foundation of your defense. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure either guy has taken hold of those spots on the roster. Mac Jones is still your starting quarterback, yes, for mm-hmm. the year, for the now of 2023, and people still hold out hope that Christian Barmore is a developing force on the defensive line. But I think the rookie hope was that by now those guys would be stars, and they're not mm-hmm. NFL stars. They are not on the level of like a Jalen Hurts or a guy you talk about as, wow, we're building around this guy for the next eight years. And so until you have some of those, even Kyle Duggar is a good player, right? He's not a star. Mm -hmm. We're hoping, we talked about it the other day, contract year, maybe he becomes a star this year. Maybe this is the year he takes the Pro Bowl, All-Pro type jump. But who are the stars that you've drafted? Who are the stars in recent years that you've really drafted? Christian Gonzalez will be added to the mix for this year. He's supposed to be a star. star. But we don't know if he's going to be. I'm also disappointed that he's number six and not number zero, as I had been led to believe he wanted and was going to be. The Patriots don't have a zero, so I'm guessing William Belichick, 45 years of experience in the league, said, nope, we're not going to have a zero. I don't understand that whole, uh, I'll use your favorite word of yesterday, rhubarb online and within the Patriots about, oh, no one has worn a zero since Pat the Patriot. Or somebody wore it in 2000. Who cares? Yeah, and then they said, like, oh, we can't have a zero. And Robert Kraft was like, yeah, there was a video going around the socials last night where someone said that to him in a golf cart or something. He was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we shouldn't. And so Pat the Patriot was the last one to wear it, and now Stupid. no one can wear it. I don't. It makes no sense. It's cool. It's new. It's modern. Guess what it would also do? Sell. Sell. You would sell, sell a boatload of Christian Gonzalez zero jerseys. And that's a lost opportunity for you because I actually think he looks a little funny in the number six. I don't really love yeah. it. Yeah, I don't love the six The six either. Could be a why. Nick Folk thing. Do we see like a kicker, not an athletic corner? I don't know, but I don't love the six. Yeah, the six is just, it's very meh. It's mid, as the kids like to say. It's just its just sort of there. There's nothing about it that, that pops. But I don't know, actually. Matt Judon is a star. Matt Judon was an excellent player with the Ravens. Yeah. They invested wisely. He has become... A star. Is there another star on the team? I think, and and you tell me, you tell me, Fitzgerald, the king of optimism with the Patriots, or used to be, if I'm being overly optimistic, if I say Ramondre Stevenson is a star. Is he a star? Not yet. Close? He has star power, star, he has star potential. Real close, or, or, like, how close is he? Because I think you're uh, probably right. I think if you said Ramondre Stevenson in Seattle, or Sheboykin or Des Moines, they'd be like, oh, is that that? Is that that? That's that running back for the Patriots. I don't think they would say star. <laughs> what? It's an interesting choice of towns that you, you ran through, but okay. Uh, my head uh, works in weird ways. CTE. It, I've, it's funny how, that, funny how that works. Helmets have come a long way. The ones I wore didn't. Mm, mm, not so much, apparently, nope. as well. These are all sorts of things that you could have probably told me during the pre show meeting. <laughs> so. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, to me, is a season away from being a star. And being a star in the NFL can come in many ways. You could be somebody who's a decent player but has a huge personality, works the socials, is a a temperature changer, a game changer as well, 
that could help that that could elevate you your persona your presence and give you star power there could also just be people that are just absolute monsters on the field like Aaron Donald isn't exactly the fuzziest warmest cuddliest guy off the field doesn't do tons of commercials isn't going to have a Hollywood career afterward but the man is a star because he's one of the greatest defensive tackles in the history of the game mm. then you have other guys that can just that are just absolutely magnetic on camera and off and have huge social media followings, whatever, they have stars. If you could blend the two together, like Matt Judon, he's great on the mic, he's great on camera, his productivity on the field is uh, unparalleled, at least in recent defensive play for the Patriots over the last couple of years, that guy's a star. Give me one more year of Ramondre Stevenson being the dual threat. Uh, I think you'll be talking about somebody who's a first-round fantasy back who definitely is a star, and hopefully more 38 jerseys will get sold. This coming season. And back to the topic at hand, though, of Matt Corral. So what does the Patriots quarterback room, what does the sideline show you week one against the Philadelphia Eagles? Is Matt, Matt Corral is going to be there, but he's not going to be the backup week one, is he? No, I still think Zappi will be the backup. Corral will probably be inactive, I, w- I would assume. He'll be, you know, one of the, what is it, five now that are inactive announcements on game day. Um and I, I still think Zappy gets a call. I don't know how you could get Matt Corral ready enough to be, you know, like that Packers game when Zappy right. had to go in for Hoyer. I mean, the for, hell, the Brady game in, in 2008. Like, are right. you going to say, oh, my God, Mac Jones is out. Matt Corral is in. Bill O'Brien, good luck. Oh, by the way, your line kind of stinks and hasn't played together either. You have to have some some solidified certainty in your offense, in your, your preparation. So I, I still think Zappy will be the backup. Yeah, at that point now, when you say, you know, Matt Castle has no idea that he's going to jump into the game and he's always uh, your backup quarterback has to be ready to go to understand the game plan, the opponent and more uh, just a a bad tackle, a slip or an injury away at that point. Like Castle had been sitting around for years, so he had been absorbing Josh McDaniels, watching Tom Brady. Well, Uh, Bill is big on um, and I remember this got uh, conflated a bit during the Jimmy Garoppolo era. I think it was year two where Bill said something in the summer to the effect of, you know, when, when Brady and Garoppolo run it, it looks the same. And he wasn't saying they were the same player, they were as good, anything like that. He was saying Jimmy Garoppolo could get in the huddle, call the play, line up, read the defense, call the adjustment, point out the mic. Like, he could do the mechanics, the technical aspects of getting the offense ready to run a play. He's not saying from there on he's going to run the play the same way Tom Brady did with the same success rate and the same yards. And so I think Bill's a big believer. The quarterback has to do all of that, get the team to the line of scrimmage, know what the hell is going on, know who is in the wrong spot at the receiver position. To And you can't expect Matt Corral to be that guy in 10 days or, or whatever from now. And Bailey Zappi, for whatever he does after the snap that you didn't like over the last year, he can get you to the line of scrimmage. He can run your offense. And that's why the the prioritization of that, not throwing the rest of the offense to the Wolves because you have a quarterback that doesn't know what's going on, I think that's why Zappi will be the backup. Uh, quick note back to our discussion of does anyone else on the Patriots roster have star power. If we see the kind of year Ezekiel Elliott put up last year, but this year now in a complementary role as a backup and complement partner in the backfield, if you will, since there's only two running backs on the active roster right now, to Ramondre Stevenson, would you say maybe there could be a little star power there? No. 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 You don't see Zeke maybe uh, filming a Papa Gino's commercial or... Oh, you know. he, he could get some local commercials and 
But he might like a number nine at D'Angelo's. I mean, if he's the complimentary backup running back, even if he has, let's just say, 10 touchdowns, double-digit touchdowns, he cleans mm-hmm. up on the goal line, he's a poacher, um, is he doing it for a seven-win team? Because that's not going to embolden his star power. Wow. Spoiler alert. At 12-20 today, we'll be doing Patriots over and unders for the 2023 season. I think I know how Andy feels. I just threw a number the out there. I oh, say just... I just as well. Thank you to everyone who is listening to the program today. However you are consuming our program today, twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. Of course, our great affiliates, 96.3 on the Cape, 105.5 out in Springfield, 103.7 in Providence, 93.7 FM in Boston as well. You can tune into the program on WEEI.com and the Odyssey app. 37937 is the text line. Like Matt D, who says, hey, guys, just got back to Massachusetts after a long tour. First thing I do, flip on the radio, and I hear my pal Fitzy and Hart on the radio. Great job. Thank you, Matt D. We appreciate you. Uh, so Matt Corral can't possibly be the backup week one. Okay, at least Bailey Zappi knows how to get you in and out of the play, can probably make enough reads as well. I think there's legitimate concern, especially week one going against the Eagles, that you're going to need a competent backup just because of all of the offensive line questions that we've been asking as well. Yesterday, all of us were speculating on who we think is actually going to be the right tackle and how that is going to play out. We uh, have exactly nine days for the Patriots to continue the audition for the Hobo Rumble at right tackle. I don't know if we're going to hear anything. I don't even know if they'll tell us who's going to be the starter at right tackle up until game time. Uh, There's a very good chance that may remain a mystery as well. I just wonder if Matt Corral has been grabbed and has any long-term, if there's any long-term potential usage for Corral at this point. Like, did you think that that was, ultimately, was it just a grab to, hey, let's check the kid out and see what he has. Worst things, worst comes to worst, we discard him in a couple of weeks. Or could this, could he really be somebody that lets people know, like, "Ah, Mac Jones, yeah, he's the guy for now. Like you said, what did you, how did you phrase it yesterday? Uh, as of now, Belichick, O'Brien, and Mac Jones are, quote, Instagram official. Yes, which can change quickly. You can We see it all the time. So-and-so wiped themselves clean, their Instagram clean, went back and deleted all kinds of stuff. Yes, can change very quickly. The upside, no, I think there is upside to Corral. I think they probably think there is upside to Corral. I know we had a text earlier. It flew through kind of quickly. But, you know, this this idea that do the Patriots want a modern more athletic, mobile quarterback. And does Corral offer some of that? Yes, he can be athletic. He's not a runner, but he can run. He's not, you know. Big arm, too. Yeah, and he's not, you know, Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields, but he brings a certain athleticism and a dynamic to the position that is more modern and maybe more lusted after by some, whether that's Belichick or not. But, yeah, it would not stun me. And you mapped it out with the timeline. He could play himself. Let's just say – Mm-hmm. Mac gets dinged up in November, and Corral plays a couple games, and he plays relatively well. Could he play himself into the timeline and the the decision-making of Mac Jones and the $30 million fifth-year option? And all, Yes, I think he could mm-hmm. be a consideration beyond September of 2023, or I think there could be a longer-term consideration there, absolutely.